Tina, we're going to talk today about the organization that you are involved with, and you mentioned you're from the Wright Center, so what do you do there first? I am the Director of Revenue Cycle at the Wright Center for Community Health. Sounds like money. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's involved in the money aspect. Okay. Well, then, what is the organization that you're here to tell us about today? The organization is AHAM. It's a local chapter here in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. And the organization primarily focuses on revenue cycle in the hospital and physician practice setting. And what does it stand for? The American Association of Healthcare Administrative Management. So where would we find you and or people who would belong to this organization in our daily life? We have a website. It's www.nepaaham.org. And you can find information about our chapter. You can find links to the national chapter and all information about what services we provide, membership, certification, our educational sessions as well. So would the people that are involved in, is it AHIM? Yes. AHIM, okay. Um, People who are involved in AHIM, would they work in doctor's offices, hospitals, hospitals? Give us a little bit of a background there, because I think for a lot of people, this may be something new. Sure. So it would be anybody who works in a hospital setting or in physician practice who would be working in a front desk, uh, registration, admissions, billing, collections, accounts receivable, um, anybody who does contract negotiations, anything, anyone who does anything regarding reimbursement, so when they're um a bo- when they belong to the chapter then I just want to give people a little bit more of a uh, understanding of exactly what your organization does. So anybody who would become a member of that would be entitled or would be able to what go for more training, be able to get more information. Yes, and we provide in our educational sessions we have different speakers who come and talk about the current topics that are affecting everybody, not only in the hospital setting, but also in the physician practice setting. And those topics can range from reimbursement to coding to new codes to changes uh, given from CMS about what's coming and how we have to prepare for these changes. It helps us to get ready for uh, any type of impact that may have. So it's more of a national. Yes, it is. And where where was all this base then? So AHAM was actually it's in the or the national chapter is in Fairfax, Virginia, and it actually uh, began in 1968. We're actually celebrating 50 years this year, and it all started there. And um, they national kind of sets the the standards, and they they have webinars, and they have um, various certifications that you can get to help you, to help those folks in the revenue cycle world uh, be able to do their jobs efficiently and keep them in tune to what's happening nationally in healthcare. Tina, tell us who would be involved, Um, and I think probably one of the people that we might see as we walk into a doctor's office or a hospital, there's somebody who's sitting at the front desk. It's the first face, hopefully a smiling one, that you deal with all the time. Would that be a person that they would be able to say belongs to this organization? Absolutely. And actually, that front desk person is actually the first person that starts the revenue cycle process. So they need the knowledge and the expertise because if it 
if there's a problem at the front desk, it follows through the entire revenue cycle, which can lead to delay in payment, denials. So yes, someone at the front desk would definitely benefit from this because at our educational sessions, when we have payers come in, such as Geisinger, Highmark, PA Medicaid, they talk about the insurances and changes in plans, and that's extremely important for front desk staff to be aware of in order to register the patients properly and to also make sure that claims are sent correctly so that there's not a problem or a denial on the back end and causing rework. When someone then does come in to the office and the first thing they say is, do you have your insurance card? Has anything changed with your insurance card? I always think, oh, they're just asking me that because they're being polite, but that's not necessarily the case then. No, it's not. And Patients sometimes don't realize that we have to ask the question because sometimes the cards change, sometimes the insurance numbers change, patients may not be aware, if, and they may get a card and throw it out and not know that it, they need it or they need to do something with it. So it's important that for every visit that the patients bring their cards and that, that the front desk staff validates their eligibility. That's what's key because, again, if that's not right, that starts the whole process off incorrectly. And when we're talking about cards and we're talking about numbers, from what I understand, that has become very important in the world of Medicare because Medicare cards have been changing. Is that correct? That's correct. And the number is completely different um, in order to protect the patient. In the past, it was their social security number or their spouses and with a different letter at the end, depending on uh, the the status of their Medicare. So yes, that's a complete change and we need those new cards in order to process the, uh, in order to register the patient and process their claim. So yes, that was a major overhaul that Medicare has done this past year. When we're also talking about, again, I, I like the idea of starting at the front desk because everybody sees the front desk, everybody knows who's there, but let's go back a, a little bit more now. So now we go into a doctor's office and we might run into the nurse or the PA. Are they also someone who's involved in your organization? No, actually they're, they wouldn't be. It's would only pertain to the front desk staff, a practice manager, a billing manager. Uh, it could be a director. It could be um, supervisor in the revenue cycle area even though um, they would be the people in the back that would be then going ahead and uh, being able to um, schedule any kind of another appointment, a procedure. So everybody has to kind of work together. I can see where everybody's getting all mixed up here now. Yes, it is. And right now that's the way most offices are structured, where it's front desk, or they may even have uh, a, a little department where they check for prior auths. They you may even have their own call center that checks and validates insurances. So the front desk is kind of is kept separate from any of the clinical aspects of the of the practice. The front desk is really responsible for the insurance verification and eligibility. So what happens when you go to an ER? So the same process would happen in the emergency room when you're being registered. The person at the at the admissions desk there would be taking your insurance information and they should be validating it through websites that are available to do so. And again, it's it's all important to have the insurance card. Absolutely. I guess if the general public 
out there is listening and they're thinking, well, you know, I have a lot of questions about these things. Again, does your organization prepare the people at the front desk and the first line of defense in order to uh, get their questions answered? Yes, they do. We do. And it's having these educational sessions and also the networking and being and having the resources with to the payers. Again, Geisinger, Highmark, Medicare, PA Medicaid, having the, the resources to go and ask questions and have representatives that we can reach out to if we have a question or if there's something that we don't know, we're able to reach out to them and get the information if it's something out of the ordinary or whichever. So the networking is really important and valuable for anyone in the revenue cycle world. When uh, we were talking a little bit ago, you had mentioned the fact that you were based in, or the organization, the, the national organization is based in Virginia. So they must deal with so many different states because one thing can be happening here in Pennsylvania. You go to New York, there's something different. You go here, there's something different. So how do they put all that together and able to get the questions answered here? Do they come locally? Um, yes, there are several national uh, board members that would come and speak at our local chapters. But um, one thing I do want to mention is that AHEM has 32 chapters across the United States. And you're right, each state is completely different. Each state has their own rules. So what happens is they look to the local chapters to, for feedback as to what's going on and how they can help us nationally, can help us deal with the issues we're encountering locally. Um, one thing that uh, is really important that we do is we lobby. And in the spring, we actually, AHEM actually has Legislative Day, which is a really exciting day where we as an organization, all the local chapters and members, are invited to go to Washington. Oh. And there's various topics that we lobby on. Um, most recently was the uh TCPA and okay yeah TCPA I had it right okay go ahead the TCPA Act which is the Telephone Consumer Protection Act and also uh, we lobbied this past year on the 340B drug pricing so it's very exciting that we're able to go to Washington and meet with our our state representatives and have sit-down meetings with them and discussions about these important issues that are affecting us locally so even though it's a, a national drug pricing, for mm -hmm. instance, mm -hmm. you're able to get input from so many other places. It always fascinates me that, again, we go back to the idea of coming into a doctor's office and there is the same receptionist that we've seen. Uh, and maybe that's not even the correct title. Maybe it's administrative office manager now or whatever. But you come in and it's the same friendly face and we don't realize as consumers, the information that this person is still learning and is still gleaning from organizations like yours, because we all think, again, we're in that local bubble. So what happens when someone belongs like this person that we see all the time at the doctor's office, when they go to one of your meetings, whether it's a local meeting, whether it's a chapter meeting, um, it, it, do they learn? Do they have different kind of educational programs? Yes. So when they at one of our educational sessions, what will happen is we have speakers that, again, that come from 
Geisinger Health Plan, from Aetna Better Health, from PA Medicaid, from Medicare. And the presenters will actually provide us with those updates that are necessary to do our jobs every day. So it's very important, and it's very important, I believe, to have people be active who are in revenue cycle to join the chapter because with healthcare changing daily, it actually changes by the minute anymore. Mm-hmm. It's so important to stay on top of these changes because CMS is also changing things rapidly. What's CMS? You've mentioned that a couple times now. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Oh. And they're the driving force of the rules for Medicare. Oh, okay. So they're yeah, they're the ones that everybody seems to uh <laughs> have something to say about at some point in time. Now, you mentioned getting involved in your local chapter. Do you have an area that you cover? Is it just Scranton, Wilkesbury? It's Scranton, Wilkesbury, and any of the surrounding areas. We actually have members that travel from as far as Harrisburg to act from to Philadelphia. New Jersey. It just depends on the topics we have and what drives them to come into our local chapter. And you have an event coming up. We do, uh, December 7th at the Woodlands, and it's going to be very exciting. Um, We do have, again, payers coming to talk, and we also have a motivational speaker, Matt Jones, who is going to talk to us about motivating leaders in business and life. And um, I actually had the opportunity to see his presentation at a HFMH Uh, educational session and it's phenomenal so I'm looking forward to that again so what would someone uh, have happen when they get to this particular event do they go in is there a dinner is there mingling is there definitely a lot of networking so that's (laughs) very important um yes they'll come in they'll um, register and sit down and we usually start around nine o'clock and the presenters will um We'll introduce them and uh, start the uh, the learning process and the networking. And how would someone find out about this if they would like to now get involved or tell someone they know, hey, maybe you should get involved? We're, our website would be uh, very helpful. And also we have a Facebook page where I've been listing all of our events and upcoming events. And what are they? So we... Um, the December 7th, and we have three coming up for next year. And also I just posted most recently regarding Legislative Day for 2019 uh, in Washington, D.C. And we also have an ANI. It's the Annual National Institute, which is a great opportunity that anyone in Revenue Cycle who belongs to AHEM should go because it's a venue where all of the vendors in the Revenue Cycle business come, and it's an opportunity to look at what is going on, what are the new softwares, what are what's new going around the entire country in revenue cycle from collections to billing? It's amazing. And this year it's in Las Vegas. Oh. So <laughs> big draw there. Yes. <laughs> Major draw there. What are the uh, what's the website and the Facebook information as far as finding you? So the website would be www.nepaaham.org and it's Nipa Aham on Facebook. Okay. When we're talking about um, all these different things again, and, and we've been using the um, example of being in the uh, office, mm-hmm. the office setting, as far as uh, that's concerned, we talk about the um, different benefits of the membership and we're in the office setting. So someone wants to get involved. You mentioned the um, this part of it as far as networking, which is very important. What other things? Uh, I know we talked a little bit briefly about 
uh, you know, learning all these different things, but how does that happen? So there are many benefits to the AHAM membership, including educational opportunities that will strengthen and improve your knowledge and skills in the role that you have. Certification, there are several certifications that AHAM offers, and they're nationally recognized certification programs that will give you the competitive edge in your career. Also, there's publications that they post on the website that are great reference for things that are happening. The Attending the uh, Legislative Day in Washington is also very important as part of being a member of AHAM. Very exciting, and I think it's a great opportunity that any, everybody should at least go once to experience being in Washington, being in your local representative's office, and being able to talk about the issues that are affecting you locally. Very exciting, and I think everybody should try it. It's it's a great opportunity. That's a whole show in itself. It is. It <laughs> is. And I, 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 I personally um, have done it several times, and I love, I love it. it. You just get very excited to be there and being able to know that you're adding value. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the local chapter involvement, opportunities with your peer networking, there's cutting-edge training, educational programs, and obviously the, it's leadership development as well. And um, they offer other discount programs too, being part of, of AHAM. So there's many things, many membership uh, opportunities that can really help you grow professionally and, um, of course, knowledge-wise, mm-hmm. and to stay what, current to what's happening in healthcare. You have uh, a lot of passion for what you're talking about. I do. And I, uh, I can tell that in just the discussion that we've had today. If someone was thinking, and I, I always think about young people when they're making those career choices and the decisions to make, and I probably many years ago, well, you said this is what, 50 years? 50 years. 50 years. So the organization has been there. Um, it, would you say that the benefit from joining something like this, especially for someone who might just be starting out, is immeasurable? Absolutely. And I personally don't know how I would do my job every day without being part of this organization and having the networking opportunity and knowing who I can call and just say, hey, I'm having this problem. Are you having this problem? How can we fix this? What's going on? It's so important. You, We really need this, especially the way healthcare is changing every day. That was going to be my next question. Healthcare is changing every day. And organizations like this are able to help people in the offices and and people that we wouldn't, we always think of the doctors and the nurses, but the people that are involved in all of the revenue aspect are the ones who uh, can also get a lot of the heat that's correct. So when when we talk when we talk about something like that again going back to just people that we meet every day in an office you mentioned the benefits can you just run down once again why because I I can't imagine from hearing what you've been saying that there would be people who have never heard of the organization mm-hmm. who have no idea about getting involved so I'm going to give you the microphone Tina and you're going to be the very, I think, very wonderful spokesperson to get everybody and say, come on, give us a call, check out our information. 
Well, I think one thing to keep in mind is that with revenue cycle, revenue cycle is the nucleus of any organization, whether it's the hospital or a physician practice. So if anything goes wrong in that revenue cycle process, it impacts that organization, whether it's hospital or physician practice, financially. So it's so important for anyone who is in, in the front line, in billing, in collections, in AR, maybe whoever does contracting, to be part of this organization, to be able to stay in tune to what's changing, to be able to do your job most efficiently and effectively. And again, the certifications, the, inform the wealth of information that AHAM has, and the connections not only locally, but nationally, being able to lobby, being able to go to the ANI and see what's out there that we may not see here locally. Again, softwares. There's millions of different softwares that can help you do your job much better than what we see locally that are out there that we won't see mm -hmm. or are familiar with here. So the benefits just outweigh everything because it AHAM will help you as an individual growing your career and provide you the knowledge and expertise you need to do, not only for yourself, but for the organization that you work for. And again, how do they find you? They can find us on our website. It's www.nepaaham.org or check out our Facebook page, NEPA AHAM. And on our website, there's contact information, so you can feel free to reach out, whether it's to myself or to anyone on my board. And um, we're happy to answer any questions.